Welcome to a Progressive Perspective. I'm Sean Avolio. So it's obviously been a while since my last episode. Uh, I've been going through some shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, I've been in a very dark place mentally and thanks to the pandemic financially. Uh, and I'm sure quite a few of you can relate. Uh, but yeah, I've just been focusing on pulling myself out of that and... Um, I'm finally ready to start the podcast again, so here I am. <laughs> uh, more than anything, I am pissed off beyond comprehension about our political situation, and uh, that has contributed uh, significantly to my depression, and I just need to break it down with people, talk it through with not just anyone, but with comrades, with people who are like-minded, and to get it. If there's one thing I have learned this year is that most Americans don't fucking get it. I thought more people would have learned in these past four years about why we're in the situation we're in and why shit keeps getting worse. But now people are just thinking the same shit they thought before 2016 and uh, the Democrats are making the same fucking mistakes they made in 2016 and it's just a fucking shit show. So I just need to break this shit down with people who get it and just listen to and learn from my comrades and strategize about where do we go from here so that's what this episode is and the next few episodes will be this episode i have on matt espo who runs the account the decadent socialist on instagram one of my absolute favorite accounts on that platform please enjoy listening to us shoot the shit together so welcome to the show comrade <laughs> what's going on man <laughs> Uh, it's good to finally meet you, uh, well, uh, at least see you face to face. Um, you have one of my favorite accounts on Instagram. Uh, Thank you very much. I always appreciate it. Oh, shit. <laughs> you run an account called The Decadent Socialist. Yes, uh, sir. How long have you run that account? Uh, started that in... April of 2017, so right after okay. 2016 election, basically. Yeah. Uh, what compelled you to start the account? Uh, I was very angry at the election of Trump, as yeah. you know, most of us were. Um, but uh, it just, I was trying to understand politics a little bit more. I would say, um, yeah. I mean, I was basically a liberal social Democrat, I would say more, yeah. more than a liberal, you know, um, called myself a liberal at that time, but, um, but social democratic policies basically. Yeah. But, uh, I didn't, I didn't know, you know, I had read Marx, I had read, um, you know, some, some things, but not really, I didn't give myself a full on debriefing you know right, you know, right. Uh, uh, political education basically yeah uh, so i you know just wanted an account that i could just vent out and try to learn some you know uh try to learn a little bit more about what the hell i was talking about yeah yeah i think i have a similar story uh, i was definitely a liberal uh a, kind of uh libertarian even <laughs> um and uh i voted for hillary over bernie in 2016 
I am humiliated by that now because <laughs> uh, I hate her now. And uh, yeah, I, so. I was all about Bernie uh, this selection cycle. So, uh, but now I'm mad at him. <laughs> um, <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, you know, just uh, became, uh, as soon as Trump won, I, I just couldn't believe it. I was beyond devastated. And uh like within a, a few days, I became obsessed with politics in a way I never had been before and uh, spent like all my days uh, Instagramming and arguing with people and uh, and then just reading a lot more about the history of uh, politics in this country and um, interacting more with people just in the political sphere. And uh, it's kind of just been this somewhat gradual but somewhat also just hasty uh evolution into now i'm fully communist <laughs> so uh, i mean uh, everyone takes their own path like, and i understand what you're saying i kind of had a, a a similar i mean i was calling myself a socialist yeah 10 years ago did i understand fully what that meant 10 years ago no not really yeah right. uh, you know i i, I you know, even uh, when I first started calling myself a libertarian socialist, it was I thought, OK, that means, you know, government needs to be, you know, needs to be as small as it can be, but big when it needs to be. You know, like yeah. I had no idea what the hell I was talking about. You know, I was 10, 12 years ago. Um, but the more even as even the late Obama years, I started having to, you know, really started to wake up to what the hell was going on and realizing something something fundamentally was wrong right and started to get into more radical voices and more you know leftist politics but it really the like you said after donald trump that was like everything's on fire like (laughs) something this is this is the smoking gun that something (laughs) is very 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 wrong and it's not just it's just not just the republican party it's something fundamental to our system that can let that man come (laughs) <laughs> become the president yep yeah pretty much <laughs> um so a few weeks ago you posted um you made a post on instagram uh basically suggesting that you might leave instagram altogether and you you sounded you were voicing a lot of what i've been feeling um basically saying uh so many people on the left or liberals or something uh have just made this space uh insufferable or something in a way and uh yeah and um uh you you were not uh fond of the fact that uh so many people on the left and liberals uh have just fallen into line behind uh the democratic ticket without question you don't like the vote blue no matter who mentality and i'm uh, in the same exact boat um so i guess i'm wondering um why did you decide to stay <laughs> first of all and uh what yeah maybe you could just elaborate on that post more um uh the post itself came out of frustration yeah uh, like you said with others but also with myself to some degree um, if you look at my timeline, 
it's I was specifically trying to target Biden. I wasn't right. trying to go after Biden voters. Like yeah. that might, you know, you can go back a hundred posts, man. And, you know, you'll see it. I've been saying the same thing and people who've, you know, been following <clears throat> me for a while, we're probably going to get sick of hearing it because they've seen it so many times. If you can self justify that vote for Biden, have at it. That's your yeah. vote. I don't, I'm not here to tell you what the hell to do. Right. But I'm not going to sit back and not criticize this person who I think is absolutely dangerous, who's yeah. record shows that he's going to be more harm, not less harm. Like, yeah, yeah. you can say relative to Donald Trump. OK, whatever. But it's, you know, was was Barack Obama better than George Bush? Yes. Was this country better off? after eight years of Barack Obama than we were at the end of the George Bush administration. Uh-huh. No. Right. And that, that is the problem. Like yeah. no matter what you have to be honest with it. And there was a lot of people out there, very hypocritical, very, you know, trying to whitewash what Joe Biden is like, he's this, yeah. you know, he's this milk toast, you know, liberal Democrat. No, he's not, you know, no, mm. he's done very fascistic things. But I wanted to make sure I was not attacking these people who were supporting him because they most of them are coming at it from a good place. They're not endorsing his history, his record, anything. And then I just found myself at some point where I'm now attacking these people. And I'm like, why? Why? Where did it come from? When did this change happen? My, My attacks against people had always been not, hey, you're voting for Biden. You're an asshole. Yeah. yeah. It's been. You are gaslighting people about Joe Biden. You're right. an asshole or you're voter shaming people who can't justify that vote to themselves. You're an asshole. Like yeah. that's been my attack. And at some point it switched and I got really, you know, tried, tried to think about it long and hard, like why I had made that turn myself. And it was just like the, the space has gotten so toxic. It's gotten everyone including myself you see that post you see what that person said and immediately you take it as the worst you know from the the worst perspective you possibly can yeah you're not giving anybody the benefit of the doubt unless you know who they are you you've had a dozen conversations with them you don't take them at their you know at the best argument you 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 know we we tend to straw man instead of steel man and it's leading to just more and more vitriolic, more and more angry debate instead of friendly debate. Right. Conversation. And that's, yeah, I had some people like, oh, why don't you just turn off comments? Like, you could turn off comments on your post. Well, that's kind of why I started this page. Like, yeah. to vent, to have a conversation, to keep that conversation going, you know, to, to, you, have conversations that aren't allowed on the mainstream press, like, you know, have conversations that are outside the scope of what CNN is going to show you. You know, if we all wanted to have a CNN conversation, we'd fucking turn on CNN. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, but, um, and it, the more I thought about it, like I said, it just got more and more clear that we need to be able to have fun still. Like we need to be able to have, have, open and honest debates with the people we're calling our comrades or our allies or, you know, brother, sister, whatever you want to call people. We need to be able to have an open conversation with people who are on our side. And that space is shrinking more and more and more 
Yeah. And this election is just ramping that up. You know, every everything in this election, you know, even people on the page who who are support my same position. A lot of the times I'm like, dude, what what are you posting? Yeah. Like, what, what are you saying here? Like this person said, uh, I want to, you know, I'm voting for Joe Biden because I think that's the best way to help people, you know, from marginalized communities. Okay, bootlicker. Like, really, are you doing anything? Are you making any progress in the conversation? That person, you know, does not, you know, endorse us drone bombing ch children in Afghanistan because they think that Joe Biden's the best path forward. Don't treat them that way. Like, this is not an indictment of just the Joe Biden people. This is just across the board. People need to decompress a little bit on this one. I know, you know, the election, it's everyone's, uh, you know, Republicans, Democrats and people who aren't either are all in on edge at this one because it's it's a horrible situation that no one's going to be happy with the outcome of. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, well, I have basically taken a break from posting about Biden and Kamala and uh, just the DNC and everything at all the past few weeks because it got so toxic. And uh, I, I get triggered very easily when someone vote shames me. I, I just go off and I say I, I eviscerate them and then I block them. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty brutal. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I. And uh, I kind—I of, I know it's kind of uh, eating away at my soul, if you will, or something. It's—it's it's not yeah. healthy. Um, and I just got fed up trying to explain my position because the thing is, I was a liberal for most of my adult life. I used to participate in vote shaming, and um, uh, I did a lot of it in 2016. That's for sure. Uh, and I have evolved past that. And I think, uh, now first and foremost, uh, if you want to bring people to your side, shaming them into it is, is not the way to go about it. <laughs> it really pushes them. Usually, away. usually there yeah. are some, and I'll have to say too, because I mean, even in my political, political education, even in the last you know few years where. I've gotten something wrong in a debate on somebody's page and and gotten, you know, my ass chewed out and yeah. ridiculed and and You're right. yeah. damn near abused on that post. Yeah. And you know what? What it did was make me go find out, well, okay, wait, let me let me look into this. I thought this was definitely true. And that changed me. That changed my perspective <laughs> on a lot of different things. Is that yeah. you know, some people need that punch in the face to get yeah, through it. That, you know, that's I understand a lot of that, uh, you know, you, you catch more flies with sugar than you do with vinegar. Yeah. But, you know, it's sometimes people want to drink that vinegar. That's, you know, they, they're not they're not going to listen until they get that taste of vinegar in their mouth. Yeah. And then you go, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. OK, <laughs> let me let me really look into this. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've had a lot of right wing libertarians. Um, actually, it's the, interesting. They're a bunch of right-wing libertarians who I have, you know, mutual correspondence with, you know, we not, you know, friends or anything, but we talk back and forth. We have conversations. We, and I've been able to sway them a little bit. Yeah. Just on, you know, pointing out this or that, just little things that are, you know, I'm not saying they're <clears throat> on and comes, let's overthrow the bourgeoisie, but right. 
switching from an someone who's calling themselves an anarcho-capitalist to you know anarchist without labels or uh, um, you know mutualist or something like that. It, it's a step, you know. It's um, but that's through that conversation. Without that conversation, you know that that understanding is able to be bridged somehow. Whereas with certain people on the left, it's just not happening anymore. It's, yeah, it's yeah. that that bridge is, is is fading somehow. Like we're we've got to we're focusing focusing so much. I hate to use the word purity because I I hate people who use that. God, I hate people who use Me the word too. purity. Yeah. It's the absolute, like it's the most repulsive. It's it's like voter shaming. It's like I know it's only a purity test because you don't like it. That's it, you know. But we're, we're focusing on purifying our side so much that it we're losing that ability to have that open conversation where yeah. you know other people are able to have it. It's a weird situation. Right. Right. Well, now that you said all of that, I think I, I I have definitely been swayed in arguments where the people were hostile towards me. <laughs> so it works for me. But I grew up in a very tumultuous like uh, household that was full of hostility and just fighting and name calling is what I'm used to. <laughs> That's why I'm so prone to that, because I had a very similar uh, yeah, household yeah. experience. Right, it right. Was... Four, four boys, we, uh, you know, we, we fought hard and, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, had, you had to be loud to get your voice heard in that house, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I guess that makes me feel a little better, but still, it, it, I, I could see me pushing certain people away. And I don't know, I feel like I need to just uh, polish my uh, polish my debating or arguing skills or something out. In a way yeah, that I, isn't so. I do see where you're coming from, though. Like I, I see that that there are a lot of people who are turned away or pushed off or yeah, uh, yeah. pushed back. I mean, some of it though, I think, is people who are just never going to, never are never going to take that extra step that you want them to take to come all the way over to the to to our side to to making that second leap. Like, okay, there are problems. And the solution is a radical solution. Like there are people that that's never going to, that's never going to happen. Like, yeah. Um, you know, and those, I feel like those are the people who are turned off by that message more than anybody else. Like, right. Right. Uh, you know, there are certain people who just, they still have a fundamental belief in the structure of our system. And that is a hard, that's a hard nut to crack. Yeah. And they're liberals. That's what they are. <laughs> I, I mean, even some self, you know, some self-described leftists too, though, they're, you know, they are, they, I, I, somebody on my page the other day was saying, um, I put up something about, uh, you know, fuck your boss, fuck your landlord, yeah. whatever. I don't know if you saw it. Yeah. They were like, really? Fuck your landlord? Like, <laughs> and I'm like, um, yeah, yes. yeah. Basically, <laughs> well, well, what about small landlords? I'm like, but. You know, you're calling yourself a leftist here. Like you're you're saying uh, I'm all for it. They literally said I'm all for the overthrow of capitalism. I'm like, wh who do you think it's going to be the ones like? Yeah. Do you think the landlords are going to survive that? Like <laughs> we're going to uh -huh. overthrow. You know, people are going to seize the means of production, but we're going to keep landlords in place because right. like, 
you know, like those people, they think of themselves as leftists and they hold some leftist views, but they don't see it as the radicalness of the change necessary to meet the moment that we're in. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I guess I can see that. Since my evolution has been going on over a few years, there's certain issues that took longer for me to uh, move left on. And guns was one of the last things. <laughs> I completely understand that. I was right there with you. Guns was one of the last things for me. Yeah, yeah. Now I want to join the Socialist Rifle Association. <laughs> I've never shot a gun before, though. so <laughs> It feels good, man. It really does. I think I would like it. I think I have anger issues, so I think it would help with that. <laughs> yeah, get yourself a nice big, you know, Winchester 3030, man. Get something that kicks, and you'll feel that. And that first time you feel it, you're like, whoo. Yeah. That yeah. rush, that release of energy. Whew. <laughs> so, are you a member of uh, the Socialist Rifle Association? I am. Yes. Card and carrying. It's a very small organization, right? Or... Yeah, it's not that big. Yeah. No, it's definitely not. It's, it's, growing and has spread like you'll find chapters you know most places there are a chapter within a reasonable distance in you know in each state almost i believe um but numbers wise it is small but dedicated yeah. people yeah and uh what's the purpose of the organization um gun rights advocacy obviously yeah um but also gun safety training is huge. Gun safety training is a big part of what they do. Yeah. Uh, first aid training is a huge part of what they do. Um, you know, field survival, stuff like that is, you know, that's basically what they're there for. They don't advocate for revolution. They don't, you know, they don't, they don't. do politics like that. It okay. is, you know, if, you know, in their message boards, that'll, that'll get you bounced after a while if you keep going on about stuff because, that's not what they're there for. There, you know, there's a million places you can go rant about overthrowing the government, but that's not the one for it because that's they're there right. for those specific reasons, and they yeah. keep it that way for whatever reason it is. Those specific reasons. Right. Okay. All right. That's good. And so, the rationale behind uh, socialists owning guns and trying to get the working class to own, to arm themselves. Is that because um, that would give us a better shot at a successful revolution or what is like the purpose behind uh, arming the working class? <laughs> um, I mean, it really would depend on who you are talking to. I mean, yeah. especially, I can't say the SRA, you know, their official position is X on this. Right. Um, it's really down to who who you're talking to. There's okay. There's tanky members, then there's anarchist members, you know, and and hell, that tanky might say, "Oh, this is for one day launching the glorious revolution." Yeah. The anarchists might say, "Hey, one day I'm gonna have my private, you know, our commune, and I need to defend it." Like, oh, okay. but when it comes down to it, <laughs> when it comes yeah. down to it, you need to be able to defend yourself, and you yeah. cannot trust the federal government and the local and state government to do it for you. Cause who's they, who are they going to send? They're sending the police. Yeah. And we all know how that works. You know, the police are not there to protect most people. They sure as shit ain't there to protect leftists. Right. They defend our rights They're That's not happening. So, you know, you gotta, you gotta be prepared to defend yourself. You gotta, yeah. keep, you know, 
yourself, your family, and your community as safe as possible because you never know what's going to happen. Um, you just don't know. Even this COVID situation, the the protests going down, the Black Lives Matter protests with anti-protests showing up, you don't know what time, what what thing is going to spark something that gets out of control. Yeah. You don't know. And at what point does that out of control situation affect you personally, your family, your mom, your dad, your neighbor? And do you really trust the cops are going to come there and defend you, your mom and your neighbor? Or would you rather be prepared and trained to defend yourself? Right. I would say that's the baseline. It's being able to defend yourself in your community. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm down with that. I definitely, I, I lean, I lean tanky. <laughs> uh, um, uh, I mean, I embrace all the leftist terms pretty much. And um, uh, I, I'm definitely a left unity type person. And when I talk about left unity, that means no liberals. So <laughs> I'm talking about left, left, left. And um, uh yeah, so I, I think it's good. It would uh, it's good to have as ma- that the working class has as many guns as possible for the sake of revolution to give us a better shot at. Yeah. I, honestly, I mean, I know this breaks from you know leftist orthodoxy, but I don't really see revolution in our time at all. I don't either. Under the not revolution as in. We're going to have we're going to reach a level of working class solidarity, class consciousness. Right. The proletariat is going to arm themselves and have a full frontal assault. I think really what we're dealing with is things are getting out of control climate wise to the point where that's what's going to spark something. Oh, yeah. That's the scary part, because there's time to build in the in that, you know, 19. 10s 1920s style revolution there was some momentum being built there was some time you're getting prepared you're building up to revolution you're arming yourself yeah you're that ain't happening right now there's no instant mobilization you're not seizing the armory in you know brooklyn whatever you know you're not you're not taking the guns from the government and and arming a proletariat revolution that's just yeah it's not coming anytime soon What's likely to happen, you're going to have natural disasters, you're going to have food shortages, you're going to have water shortages, you're going to have political turmoil. I mean, that kind of thing. That's Climate really, refugees are going to be... Climate refugees, exactly. Everywhere. Climate, even, not even refugees from everywhere, that's definitely going to be happening, and it's already happening. In, yeah, in, in South Asia. We're leaving already, trying to get the hell out of, you know, yeah. especially Europe. I mean, we're talking about climate refugees already. But even internally, even here, you know, we look at California on fire right now. Yeah, you're right. How how much further down the road are we talking before California has no water? And I mean, no, you know, I don't know if you ever heard the story about Mexico, day zero with Mexico City when they were they were going to run out of water. Literally none. Zero. They called it day zero for a reason. They were going to run out of water. And then they, you know, some conservation things and some this, that, and the other, and they're able to forestall it. 
but that it doesn't end. <laughs> that's still there's going to be a day zero still, and that day zero is going to happen in L.A. and right. day zero is going to happen in San Francisco. And what happens at that point when the west coast of this country basically can't deliver water to its people? Yeah. What are they going to do? Where are they going to go? Are they just going to assimilate into Arizona? Like, <laughs> you know, like th- these are things that I don't think a lot of people give thought to when they talk about climate change. I don't think that they realize how like people understand, oh, climate change, this is a big this is a big problem. Uh, they, yeah. uh, you know, anybody brain knows climate change is a humongous problem. But I don't think a lot of these people really, really understand the details of what that big problem is. And if it's 20 years off, if it's, you know, 25 years off where we're at these tipping points where society could break down. It's not me saying that. That's, you know, I think was Princeton just did a study about that. And I know Mm -hmm. uh, some uh, German university did a study about that. And they said, you know, we have 35 to 50 years before way before climate change does any like super crazy shit, but where we're already at the point where society is going to start crumbling because the infrastructure is not going to be there. What what you thought was good plowable land and you can grow food on for the rest of eternity isn't going to grow anymore. And yeah. being that we've, we've, we've set our system up with no fail safes and everything is immediate on time delivery. It's going to crash quick. <laughs> And we saw what happened in the beginning of the co- in, with the beginning of COVID. Everything was gone in an instant because yeah. everything is scheduled to be on demand. It's all on demand. Nothing mm-hmm. is local. We don't grow, we don't grow food locally anymore. Yeah. You know, you go to your farmers market down the road. That's awesome, but that's not feeding. You know, however many million people are in your state. You know, just the farmers markets around. We have no. You know, meat meat prices went through the roof. Why? Not because there was no no pigs. Because we couldn't chop them up fast enough. Like, yeah. <laughs> because why? Because we have four plants across the entire country doing all the meat production for, you know, 300 million people. Like, it's uh, it's an insanity that we're not preparing for in any way, in a reasonable way. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, the good news is if you just vote blue, everything <laughs> will be better. <laughs> Biden-Harris 2020, baby. <laughs> I mean, that's all it is. And, <laughs> and that is the absurdity. I mean, really, yeah. that's that's kind of drives me nuts about it. It's like, we're past that, man. We've been past that. Like, Bernie was the compromise. People do yeah. not remember that. That was the chant that people, Bernie, this is, you know, how many memes did you see go up of, you know, uh <laughs> It's Bernie or, or 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 you know the armed revolution you know it's yeah, yeah. Uh, it's something in those along those lines you know and then within months gone all of that it's just now blue no matter who and you're you're a secret fascist if you're not uh if you're not on board with the Biden team like oh, that drives that... me crazy oh, Biden is a fascist period <laughs> okay so go ahead vote for him I'm not gonna shame you for it. But don't kid yourself into thinking you're voting against fascism. You're just voting for a different fascist. <laughs> a different version of it. it the it, architect it, of mass incarceration in the police state. I mean, give me a break. Oh, I fucking hate liberals. <laughs> the man who bragged about being the one who wrote the precursor to the Patriot Act. Like, he bragged right. about, I'm the guy who gave you the Patriot Act. <laughs> yeah. How is it, how is it that liberals... 
15 years ago, the Patriot Act was, I mean, if you supported the Patriot, that was beyond the pale for the, uh-huh. for the liberals, you know? And now all of a sudden, like, the guy who ran, who wrote the damn thing is now you, you, you either support him or you're the fascist. It's, oh. Yeah, well, that was also the time when they hated George W. Bush, but now liberals have a thing for him, so. It, it, shows, it shows the hypocrisy of it. It shows the, you yeah. know, I, in, in 2006, um, you know, 2004, you, know, you went on, turned on MSNBC. It was anti-war basically across the board from from the minute they had their, you know, talking heads pop on, you know, before, you know, their, their real news people sign off and the opinion people jump on. It was just anti-war person after anti for for years during the Bush and, years. During the Bush years, okay. yeah, oh yeah, wow, surprise. You had yeah, Keith Olbermann. All these people uh, were vehemently anti-war. You know, Julian Assange was their best friend, giving them all these facts about what was going on. And then all of a sudden, Obama got elected, and like that, yeah, all that anti-war energy was gone. All those people who were who were strongly against all this stuff, strongly against the surveillance state under Bush, strongly against the, uh, you know, police brutality and and imperialism. It just vanished. All the people on MSNBC just either vanished or changed their tune to, okay, this is the new, this is the new order. This is how we're operating. We're going to, you know, if Obama does it, it's right. Bottom line. Like, right. And that's right. And that's the biggest fear I have now. That's exactly what's going to happen with Biden. It is. Yeah. Anybody who's saying, like, oh, yeah, we'll get the guy in and then we can push him left. No way. You already (laughs) gave up your leverage. If you want to push him left, you have to do it before the election by saying, I'm not going to vote for you unless you do this. (laughs) Exactly. There's there's no way there's no you, you can't tell me that you're going to push this man left he hasn't yeah. been pushed left and he's been in this isn't an, you know this isn't obama obama was in what he was in senate for how many years when he was yeah, elected he was a noob <laughs> i mean Every, you you could have pushed obama left unfortunately that didn't happen in nah. history but biden biden's been in politics for like 50 years Nobody's been able to push him left. You're going to tell me now, after he gets the institutional power of the presidency, now he's going to get pushed around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's really sad. <laughs> oh, God. I, I you know, I, I feel like now, so now, basically, I explain the fact, the reason why I am not going to vote for Biden and, um, We'll never vote for a, a, a corporate Democrat again or a Democrat. They have to be like basically Bernie's as far right as I'm willing to go. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> so I will vote for a Democrat if they're like Bernie or to the left of Bernie or whatever. But um, uh, the bottom line is you have to there are certain uh, things that you have to support if you want my vote, and that's Medicare for all and uh, at least a Green New Deal. It doesn't go far enough, in my opinion, but I like the Green New Deal to some extent. Um, <laughs> and uh, you have to be uh, anti-imperialism, anti-war, and uh, I guess those are the main things. I know there's more, but um, 
we all have our laundry list. The shit yeah. we want to get. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, preferably I want them to be anti-capitalism, but that's so rare in this country. <laughs> and that's what's so disingenuous about the whole purity test thing. Like, yeah, yeah. Bernie Sanders doesn't meet my purity test. Right, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. If I was instituting a purity test here, I would be saying there is nobody... Nobody, because I don't want anyone in power. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. that's the. Whole, I'm an anarchist. I don't want people in power. Right. Do I recognize that this country is nowhere near able to be able, you know, to have that right now? Of course. And you need to, you know, I like I say all the time. Why would we abandon the fight over the most powerful institution in the world to neoliberals and fascists? Like, right. That makes no sense. Of course, but. A purity test? No, 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 no. Oh, I'm sorry. That's not a purity test. I can show you purity tests that we can yeah. start getting testy. It's not a purity test to demand that the candidate not be the architect of mass incarceration. That's not yeah. a purity test. It's, yeah. it, it, it's not a purity test to say the man who, mo I mean, don't want to overstate this, but like the Iraq war hinged on joe biden's support joe biden pushed that thing in the democratic right. caucus that there's a chance that that vote for the war doesn't pass without joe biden and they, i'm just supposed to overlook that like right no <laughs> that's not that's not know. never gonna happen and he said that. he said recently uh that he wants to increase the military budget as it as if it isn't already astronomically <laughs> high Above, like uh, we're not uh, higher than all the the next twelve countries combined. I mean, so fucked up. <laughs> um, yeah, no. I mean, uh, you know, it, it, he wants to increase the military budget. He wants to increase the budget for police. And, yep. You know, he's he already to, talking about uh, these protests need to. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, the looters and the rioters. They yep. like. I, I really thought he was going to wait till after the election to, to start cracking down on the left. And that shit was instantaneously like, I know whew. he's clearly going, he's going for the right wing votes. He, he has yes. completely abandoned the left. Uh, he, he does not care about us at all. And so that adds to my frustration when all these liberals are uh, punching down at us leftists who never get shit and <laughs> we're we could barely pay our bills most of us and, and real i mean we're suffering and they just punch down blaming everything on us because we don't want to support biden we're not going to vote for biden everything is our fault when okay no maybe you should uh punch up at these rich ruling class uh elite politicians and lobbyists and whatever uh and uh say you know uh you need to support these things so you can get the votes of these people. <laughs> um, exactly. But the bottom line is uh, Biden has come out against socialism and, and anarchists and he wants to arrest all the anarchists or something. Right. And, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, he's That's actually that when he said that, that was the catalyst yeah. for my, for that post that I put oh, up. Okay. We, oh, wow. That, oh, yeah. That was a big moment when people started excusing that like just writing it off as if oh well he doesn't mean it. when trump says we need to arrest antifa that's a humongous you know red flag that we're staring down the barrel of fascism yeah but when 
Biden says we need to start arresting anarchists. Right. Oh, that's just him. He was confused. He didn't know what he was talking about. Like, no, man. You can't tell me that. You can't simultaneously tell me that I'm an asshole for calling him senile. Right. And then and then play the senility card. Well, he, you know, he gets confused. Like, come on, man. Like, that's not... <laughs> <laughs> it's just the lamest shit and that was at that at that point i was so mad i it, that started that ball rolling down the hill where i just i couldn't i couldn't stop attacking the voters at that point right that yeah. straw that was like holy shit you guys are willing to excuse anything he says you're willing to excuse anything he does there is no line for you that Okay, he's gonna cross this line, and that's the end of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I had a childish, you know, reaction. But like I said, everybody, you know, we ain't perfect, man. Nobody is. I don't think it was childish. That was a really well written caption you had on that post. And I'm talking oh. about the oh. the weekly, you know, two leading up to it, where I started attacking. I see. Okay. The actual Biden moves. That it was childish. I, you know. Uh, wasn't my finest moment (laughs) but uh you know you get to a point where you could be called a russian bot only so many goddamn times you know oh yeah (laughs) that drives me crazy (laughs) russian bots or some of these people who who three weeks ago were screaming about revolution and now all of a sudden out of nowhere they're calling you know using the same uh uh vote shaming language that was being used against them two weeks ago like yeah yeah you know, like now, they, now they're pro cop they're all uh they love kamala <laughs> okay <laughs> he's a filthy pig and <laughs> just happened and that's and that was a big part like watch that energy get sucked out so so fast just yeah yeah was you know I know, you know, the mainstream media wasn't going to show it, but those protests were going on every goddamn day oh, yeah. in other places besides, you know, Portland. You yeah. know, they 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 only want to show the the violence. They only want to show that side of it. But those protests were going on in small towns. They were going on in cities everywhere every damn day. The cameras just weren't on them, you know. And that energy, just watching it slowly, just. Pulled over to that. Oh no, you got to vote blue no matter who. And you're like, yeah, dude, you're protesting in a state that's run by entirely Democrats. Yes, in a city the entire West by, Coast <laughs> run by Democrats. <laughs> who else are you going to vote for? Your senators, yeah. your spin, your local assembly—they're all run by Democrats. Uh-huh. Who are you, how many more Democrats are you going to vote for before right. it's enough? Before you can start demanding shit happen. Like when, at what point do you start demanding? At what point do you say, okay, we've given you enough. Where, when, what are you going to do for us? Yeah. Exactly. And the point, some of these people is none. There is no point. They just will never take, they'll never take that last step to go. Now this, the system, it's the system. It really, really, really is the system. It's not the individual yeah, yeah. person. I mean, I really think it's because most of them are just so comfortable, uh, just uh they don't have to worry about money like a lot of us leftists have to <laughs> um or i mean i know not all of them i know there are poor Absolutely. people who love the clintons okay i know they exist propaganda dude propaganda is yeah. a strong tool yeah a strong strong tool 
I mean, look at look at these protests, man. How many how many times have you heard the critique that, oh, you know, uh, if you keep acting violent like that, you know, it's going to turn people off. If these oh. protests stay violent, it's going to turn people off. Like, dude, what history have you looked at? Like, I these know. people have never seen a real history. They've seen that propaganda they were taught in school, you know, yep. and and they never bothered to look outside of it. They never saw the violent side of the struggle that doesn't get written about in your textbook or doesn't right. get put in a movie. You know, they don't show the the never ending race, you know, riots and looting in the 60s, yes. in, in the, the 50s that gave MLK the room to be nonviolent. Right, and be right. To, and have that you know space be built. Do you think they cared? Like and he was still <laughs> brutalized and murdered. Well, yeah, the, 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 these people are walking across a bridge, protesting, putting their lives on the line, getting abused. Yeah, and the government would have been fine with that happening mm-hmm. in perpetuity. That was not the reason that they broke off. That's not the reason that they did the civil rights movement. It wasn't, oh, MLK marched on Selma and, you know, the the racist ass uh, LBJ just, you know, like the Grinch, his heart grew three times that day. No, yeah. there was riots. They were scared shit that this place was going to start burning in a race war. Right. And they realized they had to modernize or it, you know, that or they were going to lose everything. Same thing yeah. in the... The, the the labor rights struggle and people like try to write uh, FDR as if he was this hero. He wasn't a hero. He was trying to save capitalism. Right. <laughs> like, right. Stop. We, we can't keep rewriting history and making heroes out of these people. Like, yeah, it, it's just not. It is, man. And 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 that's why people end up constantly thinking the system works, even if it's subconscious, even if they espouse the system doesn't work in the back of their head on some level, I do it. I, you know, all the time I catch myself thinking, you know, Oh, this, you know, that'll never happen. They're never going to let this happen. The system will take care of that shit. Yeah. Why do I believe that in that one scenario when all of the other shit I believe is saying, no, the system is not going to stop it there. The system is going to let this happen. You know, like we're all programmed to have that belief. We're all programmed to believe that, just slow change is the way things work, you know, chugging along a little bit at a time, little bit at a time. That's how you get things to work. And then when you, you know, you read a good book, like, I don't know if you ever read um, How Nonviolence Protects the State by Peter Gebeluz. It's a really, really, really good book. I haven't read it, but I've heard many arguments about uh, that, what you just said. I mean, and I agree completely. Yeah, uh, I mean, nonviolence, it protects the status quo and you have to, we need, the state only understands violence. They enact violence against us every day by, you know, just killing off poor people because they can't afford uh, health insurance <laughs> or, uh, of course, the police and um, uh, just uh, environmental racism, climate issues that are literally killing people and displacing people. I mean, you can go on and on. And the only way to get the, people in power to consider uh, giving, throwing us a bone is, re- is to make them fear for their lives, basically. <laughs> and that's I mean, exactly, it's exactly what history shows. It's, yeah. No matter the time, whatever you want to talk, gay rights movement started with riots. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. You know, people like, uh, uh, oh, oh, Gandhi, Gandhi, you know, they want to put Gandhi. Okay, but Gandhi wasn't violent. But 
once again, he didn't have to be violent. There was violent movement outside of his movement that was they were both fighting for the same goal. They were both fighting for independence just because they weren't part of his movement doesn't mean it didn't exist. Like, you're really going to tell me that after the British let the Bengal famine happen and three to seven million people were killed (laughs) to the starvation really gave that much of a shit if Gandhi starved to death. You're going to tell me that's what changed everything in India? No, it was 20, 30 years of relentless armed revolt happening over and over, bombings and shootings, and these things were happening all over the place. Just because they didn't make it into your textbook in your world history class doesn't mean that they didn't happen. It doesn't mean that they weren't a successful tactic. It doesn't mean that they didn't, you know, just because the first violent act didn't immediately emancipate black people in the civil rights era doesn't mean that first violent act wasn't a success. That doesn't mean it wasn't a stone put on the scale, you know, that, that every one of those acts builds up and builds up and builds up and builds up until it's a pressure keg. Yeah. And people get hurt and people, you know, bad things do happen in violent situations, but what's the opposite, you know, the, the, the other option is to let the status quo hurt significantly more people yeah. while you wait for slow change to happen. Like, yes, I understand. Even in the Biden situation, is if, if Donald Trump wins this election, is that a good thing? Absolutely not. Do mm-hmm. I want Donald Trump to win the election? No, not in any world do I want him to win the election. Yeah. I just can't support Biden. But with Trump, if Trump wins this election and it radicalizes a whole lot more people yeah and gets people woke up to the fact that this system you're living in is not working for you on any fundamental level if that happens it's a better outcome than if joe biden just keeps kicking the can down the road enacts some shitty ass policies yes things might get fucking worse for a few years under trump but if we can use that moment to really show the the direness of the situation yeah let's yeah. do it but because it, it, if you're you're talking about the tiniest incrementally small amount of less bullshit that's going to happen under biden right how is that worth it because you're going to slowly hurt people you're going to slowly kill these people on a bigger scale uh, yeah yeah right um that that's part of my argument for uh not voting for Biden too. the fact that um, uh, if Trump wins, um, you know, it could radicalize so many people um, and uh, get people to become more class conscious and hopefully get us closer to some kind of (laughs) revolutionary movement or something. Uh, And, uh, but when I uh, think about that. I also think I thought the same thing was happening after Trump won initially. And I thought that Bernie was I thought Bernie was going to win the primaries. I did. (laughs) And I thought his main opponents were Buttigieg and Bloomberg. I did not think Biden was going to win until South Carolina. And um, so not enough people have been radicalized. So I worried, too. I feel like are Americans just too fucking brainwashed because I remember I God, I was brainwashed and I am so like embarrassed of some of the things I used to believe. And uh, but, you know, I'm 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 happy now that I (laughs) I know better. But um, 
how uh, how do we wake people up? It feels so hopeless because even even like half the left and all liberals just love Obama. They just think he's the greatest thing on two feet. And he, I think that he is a malevolent, uh, horrible, uh, evil force in this world <laughs> and who did right. horrible damage to this country and the entire planet. And I mean, uh, uh, he's not a good person. He's just a, another corporate Democrat who, a warmonger and um, never saw a drone he didn't like. I mean, uh, why, why uh, does that not matter? Why, why did it, it doesn't do all those Muslim lives, civilians who didn't do anything uh, that were taken by Obama. Why do those lives not matter? But those same people who love Obama don't care. They don't care about the Middle Eastern uh, Muslim lives. But, oh, they all of a sudden care about the, the Uyghur uh, Muslims in China who are not being killed. <laughs> I mean, it's bad. I don't agree. Honestly, on that one, I have no idea. I, that. <laughs> That one, that that topic specifically, I get asked about it, and I constantly say the same thing uh, with yeah. the Uyghurs. I don't know. I don't know. And that's part of our problem of the world we live in is, could it, could it be true? Absolutely. I wouldn't put it past the Chinese government. You know, it's not uh, something that's so out of character for that government. Could it be complete propaganda? Could it be half true and half not? We live in a society where truth is no longer real substantially yeah. real it's right. all i mean it's always you know relative to your to you know uh, um, subjective to you but like there is no discernible source of fact period it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't happen anymore we don't have the ability to say that this place is the source of fact we probably never really did but yeah. <laughs> um it seems now with internet and the corporatization of the media to the level that it's at in the last, you know, starting back in the end of the 90s, once it started getting corporatized, you couldn't believe a goddamn word it said. Right. You know, you don't know when it's when it's telling a truth, when it's shading it just enough to make it seem plausible, but take out the horrible details. You don't know when it's shaded the other way that to make it seem plausible, but add a couple horrible details. We don't know. Um, so I, you know, to, not to get off on the tangent about the no, Uyghurs, okay. but I, yeah. I just really don't know. I don't, I don't know who to believe. There's people who I trust on both sides of that issue. I, I believe Max Blumenthal <laughs> and Benjamin Norton. He's one of the people on the one side that I do trust that is on that side of that issue. But you know, I love the gray zone. I love the gray I, zone. I, I'm a fan of the gray zone. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, they they. <clears throat> it's a good source of information. Do I agree with their perspective 100 percent of the time? Absolutely not. But it's a good source of uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Of yeah, I mean. They could be well Benjamin in particular. He he can be pretty hyperbolic. <laughs> if you, uh, yeah, well, I love his Twitter feed, but man, he loves hyperbole. <laughs> yeah, and that side, he was he was went on some rant about Russia, and mm, you're gonna lose me there. But uh, you know, when, when you start with the Stalin did nothing wrong bullshit, that's when did he say that? Oh, basically. 
basically he's that's what he said i mean in like a six tweet screed but uh you know i i kind of stay out of that conversation because i feel like i don't know enough it's about, conversation yeah it's kind of useless i mean it's not 100 percent useless because i mean from my perspective i think it's harmful when people push that shit because you know that's something that makes the left look fucking ridiculous <laughs> have somebody sitting there talking about like regardless truth or not truth the jury's out on that one like you know that oj killed his wife or he didn't the jury's out on that one you know that you're not changing your mind on whether stalin did something right or did nothing right or did everything right why are you bothering with that it's just not helping the situation That, that conversation at all it's just not it's not it's not it's not helping the cause to 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 keep harping on the fucking finer or lesser points of the Soviet Union in the 1940s, like right, right. Yes, you know we 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 did they get a bum rap on a lot of shit? Of course they did, man. Like U.S. propaganda, Western propaganda was horrible. Of course, yeah. Did they do some bad things? Hell yes, they did. They were doing bad things right after the revolution. How many books written? pre-Stalin were talking about the horrible conditions over there like come on people why are we relitigating the 1920s in 2020 you know well uh, I will just say uh, I cannot stand when people uh, compare Stalin with Hitler because that is ridiculous too (laughs) okay (laughs) he fought Hitler (laughs) period Once again, this is that, this, but this is that. What I was saying, this kind of ties into what I was saying about the Uyghurs, though. People have been propagandized to the point where they can't see nuance. Even, even Bernie, yeah. when uh, Bernie said about the Cuban healthcare system, you, there's no nuance left, man. Like, yes, Cuba has a great healthcare system. Does that mean uh, I think that their leaders should be in power for for forty years? No, <laughs> like. Do I, you know, do I, why do I need to swallow 100% of the pro or anti propaganda to be considered reasonable in, in okay. either the pro or anti side? You know what I'm saying? So is this where the libertarian part of your socialism comes in? <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Like, so I, can I, you explain what a libertarian socialist is? <laughs> libertarian socialism is like a, it's an umbrella term, basically. It, you know, everyone's seen the political quadrants, you know, the four corners. Libertarian socialism is basically the lower left-hand corner. Okay. Uh, it's some forms of um, social democracy, some forms of Marxism, uh, you know, municipalism, anarcho-communism, anarcho-syndicalism. It's basically an umbrella term. And I okay. keep it, I use that term. I do call myself an anarchist, but okay. generally, but I use that term because honestly, I don't give a shit how we get there, but let's just get there kind of, you know. Right. Yeah, whatever, that's how I feel. Get rid of capital and the state. Like, I want them both gone. Like, uh, I don't believe in the transitory period, you know, and uh, there's a lot of good MLs out there who I you know, could have a conversation in good faith with on there and they make good points and, you know, I understand it. I just don't agree. Um, But however we get there, let's get there. Yeah. But libertarian socialism basically is limiting or eliminating government to bring about socialism. It's a socialist economy 
with no government oversight or minimal government oversight as uh, compared to a dictatorship of the proletariat or a you know democratic socialism where it's highly democratic state and it still owns you know the state owns the means of production that kind of thing it's just not that uh, sorry about that sorry um so what would your ideal society look like my ideal society um i would say individuals making decisions for themselves collaborating and working on a voluntary basis coming together in confederation and um you know <clears throat> for bigger and, and and projects outside of one's own smaller community i yeah. think that everything needs to be done locally as local yeah. as possible food right. production locally you know uh, um growing and 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 producing for your area needs to be a high priority um trade everywhere like you know i'm not a i'm not a nationalist in any way like i yeah. want you know i want solidarity with groups across you know borders i want no borders like uh, an open society where people voluntarily decide who they're going to work with and they grow those communities without having an overarching system top down pushing rules basic basic rights yes hey if you want to be part of this if you're a community you've built this community for yourselves if you want to join our larger confederation you need to meet these minimum standards you need to yeah. be providing health care you need to be providing this and then once you're involved now you're part of the whole system so we can all you know if i'm from this community and i go over to this state or whatever i still could get health care because we're all part of the same right right yeah. We're all, you know, respect each other in that way. And, but that's it. I don't want, I don't understand why people in, you know, what's now California are telling people have a say in what's going on in New York. That's yeah. why, why, right. why does, you know, why does some right wing guy in Alabama get to say, you know, have a major decision on, on abortion rights in New York state? Yeah. Like, what, yeah. That make any sense to anybody. Right. Right. You know, so the least over, you know, the least top down possible. Yeah. Uh, everything bottom, everything locally, organized locally, administered locally. You right. keep a relationship um, with the people you're around. Once you get, once institutions get so big, they're unstoppable. Yeah. Corporations, yeah. governments, once, once things, the Boy Scouts, why the hell do you think the Boy Scouts got caught, you know? With all the the, the sex scandal, the um, the molestations, and the priests, because those those institutions are massive. They're yeah. humongous. The church is a humongous institution, global mm. power. Yeah, they systems of power try to protect itself. That's yeah. what they do. Right. <laughs> you know, that's what ends up happening. That's why I don't believe in a state solution. Yeah. To because I see replacing if we replace the state with the private capitalist, you're kind of setting up a new privileged class. Oh, yeah, I understand. I understand the argument that, oh, well, if it's a government locally controlled and 
bottom-up organized government, you're not really creating a new class. If everyone's subject to you know recall or something like that, everyone's accountable, then you don't have the corruptions like we would in today's capitalist state. Understood. I'm not saying that they're equal or you know they're comparable. I just don't see having a privileged group ever unprivileging themselves. Right. Um, so to me, like I did wrap that up, but uh, yeah. I would say my everything's got to be voluntary to me. That's that's primary, voluntary and universal. Everybody who's involved gets to take. Everybody involved gets to, has to put in yeah. to the best of their ability. I take that line, to, to, you know, uh, from each you know to the best of their ability to each of their need, uh, to each according to their need. Like I take that very seriously that should be the guiding idea of whatever society we have as the end goal like put in the best you can take what you need and let's move on to me automation is key to all of this oh yeah automation people who are afraid of automation kind of make me scratch my head like what are you talking about like once you get rid of that profit motive once you decouple your ability to eat and live from your work automation is the like it's the savior of mankind like once you get your head out of that oh if i don't have a job i'm gonna starve to death mentality yeah and you go oh wait we could we could automate all of this and right and has to do this horrible shitty work and well yeah what if they like working on cars well okay then they could go get a fucking car and work on it in the garage because they'll have all the time in the world to do whatever the hell they love like yeah yeah it's like that's a big thing i think we need to get to automation man yeah automation needs to be the key to everything going forward hey comrades i just want to take a moment to recommend a book that i'm currently working my way through that's related to this subject it's called fully automated luxury communism a manifesto by aaron bastani i'm just going to read a synopsis about it that i very much enjoy In the 21st century, new technologies should liberate us from work. Automation, rather than undermining an economy built on full employment, is instead the path to a world of liberty, luxury, and happiness for everyone. Technological advance will reduce the value of commodities, food, healthcare, and housing, towards zero. Improvements in renewable energies will make fossil fuels a thing of the past. Asteroids will be mined for essential minerals. Genetic editing and synthetic biology will prolong life, virtually eliminate disease, and provide meat without animals. New horizons beckon. In fully automated luxury communism, Aaron Bastani conjures a vision of extraordinary hope, showing how we move to energy abundance, feed a world of 9 billion, overcome work, transcend the limits of biology, and establish meaningful freedom for everyone. Rather than a final destination, such a society merely heralds the real beginning of history. In in the society th- that you just described, um, does that mean there's no state at all, or? Um... Yeah, no. You're talking ideal. I mean, once again, yeah, we're no yeah. Instance, but the ideal, I would say, yeah, no state at all. I mean, even Marx, the the last stage of you know communism is the withering away of the state there is no right right there's no state not even you know even the marxist proletariat state withers away in the end and that's when you have achieved communism it's not until the state is gone yeah Um, yeah. but yeah no no state i mean i i subscribe to the, the the idea that uh the state is you know a monopoly on violence that's what right. makes us 
separate from any other institution. Like, you know, you can't, you, there are many parts that make up a state, you know, the, the general welfare of the people, you know, that they're responsible for the welfare of the people of, underneath them, that, you know, systems and, and, and governments and yes, but a lot of that stuff you could have privately. The one thing you can't have privately is the legitimate claim on a monopoly of use of violence. That's what is the, the, the end all defining factor of the state to me. Mm -hmm. And that means every single thing that happens is done by force under threat of violence under a state system. Yeah. If you do not cooperate, we will use our power to inflict violence on you. Be that death, be that beating, be that, you know, rotting the best years of your life away in a cell. There's some sort of coercion and violence involved in any state apparatus. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, that, uh, this, topic i i I'm, i get very confused by because it's so hard for me to picture a world without s states basically <laughs> but i think i uh, am against the state <laughs> um i i know i'm against uh like there being one leader uh yes. that, that is definitely not my ideal um and uh yeah the whole concept of presidents and of course kings and queens and all of that it's that's got to go away <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um Absolutely. but and i am yeah, against hierarchy altogether i am a, i think class exactly. needs to be completely abolished hierarchy less state is the yeah. problem right how do you construct a state that isn't a hierarchy on some way even if you go the whole bottom up uh you know local people elect local people to the council to and then they go and elect people to the next level up in the confederation and but, 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 no matter what you're talking about at some point there's a handful of people making decisions for everyone down the line on things they have no business making them on yeah with, yeah. with the confederation system where you're talking about voluntary you choose to be part of this group you choose to maintain these basic you know rights of your citizens rights of the people in your community and and rights for the others that would come visit as long as you maintain those rights for that you're allowed into the into the confederation with that kind of system you're not getting that top-down force because you're really only collaborating on things that you need to collaborate on yeah. Big things, medical care for everyone in a in you know countrywide, for lack of a better term, you know, um, medical care or your community here. You want to put a connecting road into the community over there. You both have a need for that road. You both should be able to say how that's going to get done. You both should have input on what path it's going to take so it doesn't hurt. You know plant species or whatever the fuck reason you want it not to go this way or that way you're working on something collaboratively because right. you both know that you need to get this done to go forward it's not a matter of i'm making the you know we're going to make these rules and everybody else is going to have to live by them that's right, not right. you know that's not the goal there it's always about collaboration on areas of mutual need and mutual uh, um necessity okay um you don't feel weird at all by uh, 
attaching the term libertarian to your identity because <laughs> I feel weird about it. A lot of shit for it from people who don't fucking know. I'll tell you that much. That's probably the 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 most thing I get messaged um, from right wingers is libertarian socialists, huh? Don't yeah. you know that oxymoron? You're like, right, right. Nope, no, it's not. But okay. <laughs> And usually I just delete it and swipe it away or sometimes if I'm feeling, you know, if I'm feeling up for either an argument or to make someone feel like an idiot. I'll right, right. A picture of, you know, uh, libertarian socialists in the 1850s and, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, yeah, yeah, dude, you guys, your guys started using that in like 1955. Whoa up a little bit, you know? Right, right. <laughs> Well, you know, to be fair, uh, it, the majority of people who identify as libertarian are pretty pro-capitalism <laughs> or uh, right-wing in some way. <laughs> but this comes back down to this is we're propagandized. Yeah, yeah. system. We don't, you know, we the even the media they don't they're never going to have a conversation about the finer points of libertarianism. Like, you yeah. know, most people are never exposed to that when they hear the word libertarian, if they've ever heard the word libertarian it has always been in a right wing framing. That's, you know, yeah, people yeah. don't know, you know, yes, that's not the history, but even across the world, you know, uh, uh, the Rojava movement or, or the Zapatistas, those, they carry the banner of libertarian, like, these are left-wing organizations. These are left-wing movements using the banner libertarian. It's just the Amero, you know, European-centric view that libertarian is right. right okay. So uh, libertarian socialism, what is that like in contrast to like other kinds of socialism? <laughs> uh, what, are, what are the other labels, socialist labels? Like democratic socialism, you got you know, Marx-Leninism, classical Marx, Marxism. Okay. You know, they they all have I their see, own niche and 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 differences. But uh, well, for me, democratic socialism is uh, 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 that's an oxymoron, or uh, it's redundant. I mean, it's redundant. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that is what it is. Um, <laughs> Because socialism is inherently democratic. Uh, and it, it seems like, you know, I started I, identifying as a democratic socialist when I was actually a social democrat. And then, you know, as I kept evolving and learning more, I was like, no, I'm actually full-blown socialist. And that's, that's not what these uh, DSA people are. <laughs> so... <laughs> I learned that one pretty quick too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was in a conversation once, and this guy was like, "Well, nobody in my chapter meetings is anti-capitalist," and I went, "Oh, ah, oh, <laughs> then what are you guys, you guys talking about over there?" That. <laughs> well, I I I listened to you some. Huh? The DSA is it's a good organization. It is. Lot- I support them. I do support them. I, yeah. you know, I'll joke and, and, you know, some of their people, people, you know, are, are like me when I thought, you know, I was a, a liberal when I was a social Democrat. Right. You know, right. I, I went the other way on that one. I thought I was a liberal. These people are social Democrats and they think they're democratic socialists, but 
you know, hey, as long as they're fighting on our side, I ain't going to bang on them too hard. Yeah, you know? yeah, I agree. I, I don't like attacking um, uh, really anyone on the left. And uh, I cannot stand it when people uh, attack tankies and stuff. <laughs> and I've been guilty of that more than a few times. <laughs> I... <You> have... <laughs> Uh, My line for what a tanky is compared to an ML uh, to me, people have argued me, this is completely, I'm wrong, and okay, whatever. For me, I have no problem with people who espouse the ideas of Marxist-Leninism. Yeah. Okay, fine. We could have a conversation and debate. But once again, you cross the line to tanky territory when you tell me Mao and Stalin were fucking <laughs> angels who did nothing wrong, man. Yeah, like, once mean... you get to that... Then, to me, you're a tanky who's just, you know, th there's a wall in front of you that you're never going to see through. And I, those are the people I bang on. You know, people who who are just about the movement, who are about breaking down capitalist power structures, you're not going to hear me shit on them at all. Right, right. <laughs> I'm, yeah. all good, I'm all good with those people. Just don't, don't tell me I got to believe that, you know. Mao was fucking awesome or that, uh, you know, don't, don't tell me that after the revolution, you're going to be, you know, I get the wall or if I don't start following the rules. Uh, that, that, I don't, it feels like that's a joke most of the time. I don't know. <laughs> I would hope it is. And, and usually I assume it is, but there are some people out there that you could, you could just tell that they're fucking serious, man. Like they're serious. They're just angsty ass people who, you know, who who think that that it's it's fun and that it's uh, um, necessary? Uh, honestly, some of these people really believe that you know revolutionary terror. When they heard that that line from Marx, that that means all oh, revolutions right. need to be terrifying and need no. to be overwhelming and yeah. need to be as fucking brutal as possible. And that's that's not. You know, Marx was saying brutality needs to be used where brutality needs to be used. Yeah, yeah. Like you don't, you know. The idea that we need to just start indiscriminately fucking killing people who, you know, are capitalists, not not capitalists as in business owner. And, you know, uh, I'm talking about like your random asshole online or, you know, the right, random right. guy down the street. He's a capitalist. You know, he thinks he you know calls himself a capitalist. Those people, man, we don't got to start killing fucking people. That you out of your goddamn mind, <laughs> right? Yeah. And some of these people are that out of their damn minds. They really think that after the revolution, mm -hmm. it's just going to be a fucking free for all on these people. Like, no, man, no, that's not what we're here for. Not yeah. we're, we're here to fucking make people's lives better. One, you know, the revolution. If we have a revolution, man, it's got to be a better world afterwards. We can't make those same yeah. fucking mistakes. Can't, you know. That, at that point, that is when the violence for violence sake becomes a fucking problem. Like, you're not using it as a revolution. Now it's violence for violence sake. That's, you know, useless for people. That ain't helping nobody. Right. I, I definitely agree with all those points. I don't know. I, I always just have looked at those people uh, as joking most of the time, but I also am not completely in those circles i yeah you know I, I, half my followers are pretty liberal so <laughs> that's part of the problem why instagram is so toxic for me but um, <laughs> yes i understand that i understand that a lot because uh, you know i think a lot of people even on my page which is you know clearly pretty radical in its nature yeah yeah a lot of 
catch one post and follow. And then, you know, three days oh, later, yeah. like, whoa, what rabbit yeah. hole did I fall to follow Definitely. this guy? Like, yeah. you know, they, they're not, uh, they're not, <laughs> they, they don't know what they're getting into. So, right. you know, a lot of that we got, and that's part of what we need to understand in these online debates is we're not coming from the same place. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, we're not, we're not, we're not coming from the same worldview. We're not coming from the same, you know, we don't have the same goals. We might be generally on the same side with each other in this fight or that fight. And that's fine. That's how the world should be working. We should be working with each other on our goals. If, if our goal is to, you know, get more health insurance to fucking people, then yeah, let's work together and get, you know, Medicare for all. If our goal is, you know, if your goal isn't the overthrow of the state eventually, Hey man, let's work together to get Medicare for all, and then eventually, yeah. you know, you'll go your way, and I'll go try to overthrow the fucking state. Like, we're never gonna, you know, we can't expect, I can't expect a liberal to accept my framing on everything, and right. these liberals got to stop trying to push their framing onto us. Mm. Like, yeah, we haven't about uh, the big news of the uh, the day yet with uh, oh right, RPG passing, yeah. but like. You know, that's uh, it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. Like, am I happy the woman's dead? Of course not. You know, that's no. she, she was a quote on air quotes here, big air quotes role model for a lot of people in this country. Yeah. You know, she, she is an icon for female empowerment, and that you cannot take away. Mm. So, I think her legacy should make her an icon for female empowerment? No, of course not. Like, yeah, no, I, I don't think so. I think when you look at her legacy overall, there was some good things that she did and some good decisions that she had. And there was some really horrific shit. But once again, we can't just, we can't hear, you know, we can't lionize these people. We can't, right. we can't heroes out of these people just because they, you know, that's what, the establishment has propped up to us as this is what a hero should be. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, totally. I'm today. I put a post up about it where I wasn't that kind about it. I ain't going to lie. Yeah. But, yeah. But, and, and I got into a back and forth with a lot of people on it, but I can't expect the liberals to adopt my perspective. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Their perspective is this is a goddamn, you know, national treasure and hero you know, their perspective isn't coming at it from, yeah, she's in a part of an oppressive system. <laughs> you know, she yeah. is a, a right wing institution that's been slowly and surely eroding individual freedoms for corporate, you know, uh, for corporations over the last, you know, 100 years or, or sorry, 80 years post uh, New Deal era. Like, no, you know, they're, that's not the way they're looking at it. So, yes, of course, they're going to find my putting her her actual record out there and, and putting up things that she has done wrong in attempt to say, hey, don't let's not make a hero out of people. You know, I, I have to accept that they're never going to accept that. Yeah. Them, you know, they're ne they're not gonna see it that way because they right. can't see it that way. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just staying out of that conversation altogether. <laughs> I mean uh, I, I have my issues with her, but I don't hate her or anything. Uh, whatever. Uh, I don't. I, I, don't. I have no hate for her. In yeah. any, you know, she 
you know, uh, like I said, she did some some horrible things. The system makes people do horrible things. That's why the system's got to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She was anti-indigenous rights, pro-police and anti-Black Lives Matter, basically, are the issues <laughs> that I have. Exactly. <laughs> um, exactly. And, you know, but once again, it's a, she's part of a conservative institution like that has yeah. an effect who you surround yourself with. You know, I, I saw this meme, uh, the, uh, someone uh, posted this tweet before, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was something like, um, I hope uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Antonin Scalia are meeting together in heaven to rekindle their friendship. Like, that is... <laughs> oh, because oh, Scalia would be in heaven, right. <laughs> Whatever. Oh. Like, come on, man. Like, what are we talking about here? Like, why are we doing this? Why do we have to? Why do we have to uh, rehabilitate, rehabilitate fucking yeah. everybody? Why? Why does Anthony yeah. Scalia have to become uh, uh, rehabilitated? I, I was thrilled with... when he died. I remember the day, and I was so happy. <laughs> I, absolutely. I, I, you know, and still glad I, I'm he's not, dead. I'm not afraid of saying I'm happy when someone's gone. Goodbye. Good, you know, good riddance. Yeah. I don't care. I, I don't either. I don't feel that way about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I don't at all. I don't like. I don't have that hard of feeling. Yeah, like, yeah. It's 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 the fucking system, man. Like he. But my point was that. Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Antonin Scalia were legitimately friends. Yes. When yeah. you when you have that friend circle, that influences your decision making. Right. Right. That's that's part of the problem in Washington. Like you know the the civility police out there. Like yeah, the, a big part of the problem is not that they're uncivil; it's that they're too fucking civil. Like yeah. they're they they end up seeing each other every day and, and yep. feeding off each other and reinforcing each other's worst aspects and that's how you end up with uh, you know laws like the 94 crime bill which yeah. is completely bipartisan both parties supported it both parties pushed it yeah. you know like you end up with that shit because it's a small club and they're the only ones in it and yeah. that's you know that reinforces that behavior that becomes a click mentality and you you learn from what your surroundings that's you know Wherever you're at, whatever institution, whatever part of group you're in, you learn from that group regardless. Even if yeah. you don't even if you're there like fuck this place, you're there long enough, you're picking up some of that shit. Like right. you know, you're picking up some of those those thoughts subconsciously. You yeah. know, you're gonna pick up some of those prejudices, those little things that, you know, you didn't you didn't think you believed that shit, you know, going into it. You didn't believe that, but a little bit over time and you know, little little compromise here, right. a little compromise there. Next thing you know, you're believing things that you never thought you'd believe in your life. Mm -hmm. And then there's the fact that they're all their donors are the same people. So <laughs> Republicans and Democrats. I mean, and once again, yeah, I mean, that's that's the, the other part of the problem. We yeah. let these people fund themselves through corporate and large money donations to that right there is just corruption, period. Yeah. And neither party is going to do a goddamn thing about it because that's that's how they pay their bills, man. Yeah. Barack Obama really enjoys those five hundred thousand dollars speeches, you know, like. Yeah, and what's <laughs> one of the first things he did after he was done with his presidency? He bought a thirteen million dollar mansion in Martha's Vineyard. Martha's Vineyard. Yeah. I mean, 
I just, I do not, I do not think that should be allowed. <laughs> I, I do not think. Nancy Pelosi should... went from like, you know, she made like a hundred million dollars in office. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> By hundred millions of dollars in office. That... She's one of like the largest landlords in, in, in California. Like, right, yeah. Why are we letting the largest landlord in California be the, the Congress, the fucking Speaker of the House? Like, this is crazy. You know, there's mm-hmm. conflicts there. This is... This is exactly what we're not supposed to have. Right, right. Why I don't think anything is going to change going through that system. I think the system itself is designed to suck as much actual energy out as it possibly can. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, there are people in government uh, who, who go in with good intentions, who who are still there with good intentions like AOC or, you know, some of the, some of the people in the squad or whatever, uh, they're, yeah. they're going. I don't I don't think AOC is out to fucking harm anyone. I don't think she's out there to hurt people. I yeah. don't think she's going in there to you know for her own personal power. I don't think that at all. But do I think that at some point in the next two to four years, Nancy Pelosi is going to dangle a chairmanship seat in front of her if she calms yeah. her shit down? Yeah, of course I do. Do I think she's going to accept it? Yes, I absolutely think she's going to accept it. You know, like that's what that system's designed to do. If you don't play ball with the people who control the money, they're just going to make your life miserable there. They turn you into the Bernie so Sanders. miserable. Who... I just, I don't get, I know I would never, ever, ever let any of those people influence me. I know I would not, <laughs> period. I would not. I would, be, I've always marched to the beat of my own drum and... <laughs> I, they would not I, I just don't get it I, for me AOC I do love her and I hope she runs for president uh, but uh, she has compromised too much <laughs> um, she's compromised on certain things and, and she yeah. stood up for a lot of good things too yeah but she has I'm glad she's there all right and absolutely once again yeah absolutely <laughs> she you know it's better her than the Crawley or whatever the guy's name oh, is yeah she, yeah yeah I mean absolutely 100% is she better of course of course but we need to to limit our expectations of what's possible yeah AOC or with the Democratic Party or even even if the Democratic Party my dreams come true and the Democratic Party collapses in on itself yeah and the new People, the People's Party, the Green Party, whatever yes. party emerges out of it, we need to temper our expectations for that because it's right. only going to be able to do so much. Right. There are certain laws, there are certain things baked into the Constitution that are hurdles for any real leftist change. Property yeah. rights. Property rights, there's no act of Congress that's going to change property rights. Right, right. <laughs> There's no, you know, the limitations on electoral politics yeah. is the framework of the system itself. Yeah. The system itself is never changing fundamentally through electro- electoral politics. It's always going to take, you know, even constitutional amendments are always hate, incrementalist. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, there's always, hey, we, we got to ban slavery, but... Let's keep that back door for people who are in jail so we can make sure we still have some slavery around. Like, yeah, oh, whoa, yeah. we can't have slavery gone here, you know? There's always going to be that conservative institutional pressure to keep change as slow as possible. Yeah. It's not going to be... I, the dream of uh, of 
we have control. We have the presidency. We have, you know, 51 percent in the House. I, I mean, I don't mean Democrats. I mean, leftists. I'm saying AOC. Yeah. If 51 percent of the House of Representatives in the Senate were fucking DSA members. Still, they would not be able to get the changes that we're talking about through. That's still not going to happen. Like you look at even look at France, the the French Socialist Party, and they they were for a long time were a legit socialist party until they reformed themselves out of uh, you know hating capitalism. But yeah. they were in power for for years and decades. You just did you see a socialist revolution in France anytime soon? Like you know, is France right. not part of the capitalist world order? Like we have to temper our expectations out of what's going to come through the state right yeah my opinion <laughs> yeah you're you're right <laughs> you're right um before we wrap up i i uh, yeah there's one last thing i wanted to talk about um uh i know you follow or maybe you don't anymore i don't anymore but uh the account the daily ember <laughs> that was very tragic for me what happened he was so anti-biden and he he uh uh just every other post is anti-biden anti-kamala and pro third party he wanted to start a new party and stuff and all of a sudden out of nowhere he became this big biden bro <laughs> hardcore man. what happened hardcore. what the Dude, fuck was I that really don't, i don't understand it like <sighs> And, and, and uh, that whole, that week after I put that post up where I was going to leave, I, I just tur- I turned it off for a week. You yeah. know, I just tuned out. Uh, I'm done for a week. I freaking sat around watching cooking videos all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just needed to clear my head of politics, clear my head of the drama. And then when I came back in that week, he had gone to from from like you said, like we need the revolution yesterday. You know, uh, I saw I just was looking on his page today about like um, uh, he had a post up like, how am I looking at the my ballot? And it's two Republicans and a cop. Yeah. Yeah. Like that was in the middle to late August. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like and then by late the last week of August, first week of September. Now there are literally comments on that post of his using the same language he's using against people right mm-hmm. now that was even used against him on that post. Yeah. Like, how do you go that fast? And, and oh. it, it was crazy, man. It was crazy. And, and I, me and him were always cool. Yeah. We were always cool. Like, I talked to him a lot, you know? Yeah, uh, I loved his account. And yeah. I grew up in the uh, Chicago suburbs, like he lives, I think, around there. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I could just, I just felt a connection with him, even though, yeah, we barely talked or anything, just through text or comments on Instagram. But um, I, I, I've never seen anything like that. I really haven't. <laughs> the speed at and which that it worries me. Happened. Yeah, that. I mean, it, it, at first, at first, it did worry me a lot. I thought, like, you know, I mean, not to talk shit, but people with that kind of rapid change in personality—that's sometimes a sign of a problem. And oh, I was, yeah, I yeah. People that I know know him. And said, "Hey, dude, like, is everything all right with him? Like, I just want to make sure he's cool. Like, this is this is really weird. At first, I thought he, at first, I thought his account got hacked. I was like, Yeah, oh, yeah, someone hacked his account. This is crazy. 
Like, oh shit, I hope fucking, you know, they don't do anything crazy, like delete his whole fucking account or something. He must have gotten hacked. Like, it was just, a, 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 dude, I don't care that he's going to support Biden. Like, I don't yeah. in any but way, the, shape, or form have at it, but just don't be a fucking hypocrite about it, man. Don't, don't, don't right. start voter shit. Like, don't there vote. There is a people. way to do both criticize Biden. Uh, without the hostility or whatever, and uh, and still vote for him. I mean, there are people who do it, <laughs> like Cornell West or something, you know. Um, there's there's you can be critical of Biden and still vote for him. You don't have to yeah. vote if you if you're all on the Biden train. You can vote for him, and you don't have to swallow the propaganda. You can be critical and vote for him. You could also be, you know. You can be cr- uh, was uh, I lost my train of thought. Right uh, you can be but cruel. You don't have to. You can you can support him and not voter shame. Like you can, yeah, you right. don't have to be an asshole about it. You don't have to. You don't have to be using the same tactics people were using against you. Like yeah. and the thing that really the thing that really got me was when he started with the. Um, there is no excuse for not voting for Biden. Like oh, yeah. there's no legitimate excuse is his, his tact right now. Right. And like, dude, two weeks ago, you were saying there's no reason to vote for Biden. Yeah. Zero. There's no legitimate reason to vote for him. And a week later now it's, there's no legitimate reason to not vote for him. And if you aren't voting for him, you're obviously a fascist. Like, yeah. That's ridiculous. Like, something happened i don't know if he's getting paid by someone uh uh i i just don't get it but this is not normal it's not right and i like i will not follow him again i'm done with him uh again <laughs> like he, he commented some shit on my page today i forget oh, what it was really he follows oh, yeah. me he never says anything yeah he never really does either and it was really it was it was weird once again, it was another like, what the hell? It was some post about, oh my God, I, something in the comments I said, uh, oh, it, the post said, uh, if you if you hate cops but like judges, you really don't understand. Oh yeah, it's a good post, yeah. <laughs> and in the comments I said, you know, judges, cops, politicians, generals, fucking CIA operatives, yep. they all, you know, that. It, the whole system needs to be burnt down. And this dude comments like, so you just going to talk about it or actually do something? <laughs> like, oh. really, dude? You of all motherfucking people are going to throw that line at me? Yeah. yeah. What the fuck are you to? Oh, it, it's just, it's very out of character. I don't, I don't get it. You know, I, whatever, man, whatever he, whatever keeps him fucking sane, I guess, you know, that's, uh, yeah, that's it. Well, he's also very young. I think he's in his early 20s. I, Something. yeah, Something. I, uh, maybe. Oh, I was all over the place then. So it could be age two, immaturity. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's weird. Um, what about Josh Fox? What do you think of him? Oh, I Dude, loathe I, him. I, I, used to, I used to be a fan. <laughs> Me Gaslight. too. I was, I was huge when Gasland came out. I was blown away by that movie. That really had an effect on my viewing of of the Fracking. state, the yeah. environment. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
see what he's become too. It's, it's very similar, like you said, with 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 him. He's with, one of uh, the most evil vote shamers. He is. His posts are disgusting. 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 Yeah. And people, yeah, what's his name? Uh, I don't know if you watch uh, Jimmy Dore at all, but I do. Uh, I actually love him. <laughs> Ron Placone uh, always liked to say that that um, the election of Trump had made liberals lose their critical thinking skills. Yeah, yeah. Like this election is making some leftists lose their critical thinking skills. Like yeah. that, like. They've got to that point. They they've lost their shit. Like I hate to use the term, Trump derangement syndrome, but it's it, it really there's no other explanation no, for people who it's real. I've respected for twenty goddamn years, all of a sudden just yeah. losing their absolute fucking minds and, and saying some just absolutely insane shit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I've I've been like uh, reading a lot about him and uh, talking to a few people about him who I who I know they've either worked with him or met him, and uh, it does seem that he's like a bit of a narcissist and he's very career uh, obsessed, <laughs> and and like he recently did a post where he was just like, if I had a nickel for every time. Uh, some leftist sounded like a Russian bot, I'd be rich or something. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm just thinking, I, I actually, when he said that, I'm like, wait a minute, this guy probably is rich. And I, I Googled him and according to Google, his net worth is like 6 million. So, <laughs> and he's an Oscar nominated director. I mean, this guy is a very privileged person who lives in his own little bubble Yep. And I have noticed that there is this like elite class of leftists using air quotes um, that, yeah, they're kind of quasi leftists. Uh, I think uh, who else would fit in that? I don't know. I think Crystal Ball is kind of in there. Uh, <laughs> I, I do I like her. She's better than Josh. That's for sure. She doesn't vote shame, I don't think. Um, no. Yeah. Uh, but the way she works with Sagar makes me not oh. like her yeah yeah I, he's a fascist he's he is awful and uh, i used to yeah. watch that show me too like uh, every day like uh you know i'm a construction worker i'm an electrician okay you know lunch i would just sit there at lunch and i'd just catch the clips from that morning show every day at lunch yeah lunchtime ritual for me and i just can't i can't do it anymore man at I some know. point I, I saw I saw through Sager's bullshit. Oh, yeah. He hid it in the beginning. Wait a second. Oh, yeah. He did. I thought he was a leftist. (laughs) When I first turned on to that show, I thought he was a social Democrat. Like, I thought he was, you know, I thought him and, and, and Crystal were coming from the same perspective. Quickly, I realized I was wrong about that. But even that, you know, that right wing populist shtick he does, like, yeah. That's, that's hiding, you know, that there's a reason people are scared of right wing populism, and right. he he provides a great example for it because it quickly devolves into, you know, it, it quickly devolves from liberal identity politics is bad to uh, white privilege is a myth. Like right. that, yeah, that, yeah. that 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 swings very very easily, very very fluidly. And the fact that Crystal will sit there and let him push that shit. Yeah, she just, never pushes like, back, really. 
Yeah, and usually and she published a book usually with them. Usually she'll he'll do it in his own segments where you know it's his yeah, segment. Yeah. She's not really on camera on those like you know when they're both bashing the elites, they're on camera together. They're both bashing the elites and rah rah populism. But uh, when he's off by himself, you know, doing his segments, that's when you really get that you know oh yeah you did work for Tucker Carlson. That's right. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Oh God! The the term "champagne socialist" is a thing for a reason, man. There are there are definitely people who who are uh, other ones that come to your mind. Um, this is a non-specific one, but this is uh, a you know pet peeve of mine. In last in this last election, when the um, Working Families Party endorsed Elizabeth Warren over Bernie Sanders. Yeah, yeah. Me and my wife were talking about it, and she's like, I just don't understand it. Like, their whole thing is, like, Medicare for all and, like, these really lefty, you know, policies. Like, why in the hell would they endorse uh, Warren over Sanders? And I'm like, because you don't get it. Like, it wasn't rank and file. The rank and file didn't didn't vote for right. Elizabeth Warren. It was the, the people who run it. And when it comes down to it. In 2016, they endorsed Bernie Sanders because they looked at Bernie Sanders as a candidate who didn't have a shot and shit at winning, and right. their their endorsement of him doesn't hurt. It, yeah, that's you know the left side, the left of the Democratic Party plus leftist organizations. It gets them street cred with them, and it doesn't have to infringe. You know, doesn't have to risk any of their privilege. Yeah. In 2020, now Bernie Sanders has a real fucking shot at this. And then their true colors come out. They, right, right. They had a pullback, and they went with Warren for obvious reasons. That, and against their own membership, they went for Warren. They did, it's the first time they've ever not released the um, the results of the of the the election of their uh, nominating process. Yeah, uh, but you could see on YouTube <laughs> the 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 ratio of likes and dislikes on like their endorsement video, I think was very disliked. And then there were Bernie videos that had the most views and the most likes and stuff. You could see that people were not on board with what that party did. I mean, (laughs) of course they're, they're rank and file, you know, (laughs) they're rank and file are left people. They're, they're social Democrats and they're leftists. They are people who want, you know, that Bernie Sanders agenda speaks exactly to what they want. And, the people who run the show, not so much. They're more on board with the, you know, touch around the edges. Uh, yeah. Uh, non-power challenging, you know, power structure challenging shit. Like that's, that's, the, and that's, you know, that, that I can't think of a single person off the top of my head who, who plays socialist on TV that, you know, who I don't really believe. Uh, I'm sure if we gave me enough time, I could think of one, but yeah, they they really don't let us on TV. <laughs> I mean, and, and even, even some, some of us get on there. I mean, Cornell West, I ain't never going to take anything away from Cornell West. Yeah. Cornel I do West like him. One of my gateway drugs to leftism, you know, yeah. watching her democracy now, 15 years ago, yeah. you know, that that sowed seeds in me that didn't fruit for you know seven eight nine years but you know being exposed to people like him to being exposed to people like richard wolf you know yeah. that 
that made a huge impact before I even knew it made a huge impact. Yeah. And those are guys that sometimes sneak into the back door somehow and get on, get on TV. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't Sam, know how Cor- Sam West Sater was my Sam Sater and Michael Brooks were Michael. major and <laughs> kind of, uh, introducing me to this whole other world of political thought that I did not, I really didn't know that communists were still a thing, uh, like two years ago. I, yeah, I, no, the first time I met communists in person was in 2017, I think. So yeah, that's, and I was just, I thought that was crazy. I, I thought that they were not well, <laughs> I just didn't understand. And, uh, but it, then, it's a lot to take in when you first yeah. start, you know, hearing about it. Like, I just had no idea they existed still. <laughs> that is how brainwashed I was. When you're when you're not in this world, you, there's, you know, yeah, there's no there's no seeing into it from the outside. You know, there's right. no you have to accidentally dip your toe in that water, you know, on a hashtag somewhere before you're like, oh, what? Whoa, what the hell is going on over here? You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they're never gonna, you know, we're never gonna get the exposure that that to mainstream society. That's never gonna happen. The closest we're gonna get is, you know, like I said, Cornell West being able to go on CNN once every other week or whatever, or you know, getting invited onto Joe Rogan's podcast. That's you know, that was huge to get yeah. that man in front of that many people. Yeah, you know, to get that message across to a, a, an impressionable. And that's a lack of a better word. They're an impressionable audience. They don't, you know, Joe Rogan's audience isn't, um, yeah. you know, Rhodes scholars and uh, yeah. MIT graduates here. We're talking, you know, we're, these are people yeah. who don't consider them political, you know, themselves right. political at all for them to be exposed to a, to a message like Cornell West. I mean, you can't, you can't quantify yeah. how much that means. It's good. To, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, well, I guess we should wrap up. God, yeah, time, time uh, flies. Um, I know, <laughs> but, uh, this is good. I'm so glad we did this. Um, this is my first time actually ever sitting down and talking to anybody for a podcast. Oh, really? Cool. <laughs> I had a couple, I had a couple offers from, you know, people over the last year or so. Um, once, once the page kind of blew up which happened out of nowhere. And it's, yeah, it's, I can't believe, I can't believe, honestly, I, every time I open that, that, that app, and I'm like, wow, like how <laughs> the hell did this happen? Like, uh, when I started that page, I, you know, I, I was talking shit with, you know, people online, like that was yeah, it. That's yeah. it like, and it really like, it grew slowly for a couple of years. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden this year, it just was like, same. Boom, I went yeah. from like 2,000 to 20,000 in like six months. Yeah. Not six months. It was like, whoa. And even that, like I started the year, I think I had like 4,000 followers or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like three months, I got like another, you know, five to 6,000 followers. And then all of a sudden, the next six months, I had 10,000. I was like, holy shit. This is great. Yeah. Like totally didn't expect that to ever happen. <laughs> yeah. Do you respond to all the DMs? <laughs> I at least like what people send me. 
Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So like, if, if some, you know, if they respond to a, a stories post or something, you know, just with a fucking bunch of laughing or the 100s. Or oh, yeah, I'll do that. You know, yeah, double I'll tap. It like, yeah. Just to acknowledge, hey, yeah, I saw it. Because nothing bothers it. annoys the shit out of me when pages are like, you know, leave you on red. You're like, you you can't uh, even just make the comment, you scumbag. Like, really? Oh, God. Oh, God. I can't believe, I can't imagine what people are thinking of me then. I, I get overwhelmed by all the DMs and I get scared to go into them because there's so much hate. <laughs> Do you get a lot of hate? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm usually sure. I'll, I'll just swipe those away. I just delete those. Oh, like, yeah, I delete them or block. Yeah, just I delete and block. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I, I'm a huge fan of the block button. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, I've blocked certain, certain things. Thousands um, and thousands. I just, you know, there are certain things if you're if you're going to sit there and come in and have nothing good to like nothing. In, not Interesting is the wrong word. Nothing productive to say. Like if you're not, if you're gonna come in there and just repeatedly bomb the same fucking talking point every single time, <laughs> you're getting restricted. And right. if you don't fucking stop it or if you escalate it, you're getting blocked. If you say certain, you you use drop an end bomb on my page, goodbye. If you say the word retard, goodbye. Like I don't oh, have, okay, I don't care yeah. if you're, I don't care if you're a fellow leftist. I don't. No, 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 no. Oh yeah. If you're if you're gonna be like individualistically violent hey i'm gonna fucking kill you guess what buddy oh, well. Don't <laughs> yeah. like you're not threatening people obviously on my page. Yeah. and i'm at the point now where if people start with the vote shaming i'm just gonna start i'm gonna start restricting them. yep that's what i I, I either restrict or block and that basically depends on my mood and how cunty of a comment they left <laughs> like, <laughs> i might restrict if you're if you're being if you're just being a general asshole, but if you're being abusive, you're getting blocked. It's yeah, good yeah. Like I, 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 honestly, I don't care if my page, if I blocked so many fucking people that my page went down by 10,000 people, yep. I, it wouldn't bother me in the slightest. I'm not yeah. here for numbers. I don't care. I've been here to vent, and if people like what I'm venting about, awesome. If they yeah. don't, mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> move along there's enough people that have a good conversation with that'll still be here like <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh do you have any any uh thing to promote or want to give anything a shout out or anything <laughs> uh no not really man it's just uh you know just my page on the decadent socialist on instagram and that's basically it up the twitter too i'm on twitter but i don't really use it very much yeah find that to be even more of a cesspool than instagram is it is way worse that's why i don't way have worse. one yeah uh, it's no yeah. I, and i've tried going on it like i've tried i i tried i think i started that page like right around the same time i started the instagram page i still i started a twitter page it wasn't very long afterwards and yeah. i i think for like two years i put two things up like I just never really used it. And then recently I've been trying to go back, but every time I'm on, I'm like 30 seconds into being on there. I'm like, Nope. <laughs> Close yeah. this one back. Like I've had enough. Yep. It's, I'm it's... in the same boat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to do one social media account uh, and that's it. And, and that way I can do it to the best of my, just give everything I have into that. And it, it's better than, uh having a bunch of accounts and then everything is kind of just lackluster or whatever and if you're just focusing on one account it's better for everyone it's some higher quality content and everything so 
hundred percent. You know, yeah. honestly, really, all I've been using my Twitter for is if I have a thought and I don't have a post to go with that. Thought. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. That's it. Like, you know, if that's if, good. Yeah. You know, instead of uh, you know trying to seek out, like I thought of this. Let me find a, po- a picture to post onto Instagram so I could put this shit in the caption. No, I just go to Twitter, boom, 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 type that shit out, and then screenshot it and post it on Instagram. Yeah, anyway. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thanks for thanks for talking, comrade. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I'm glad to glad to be here, man. That was uh that was awesome. Thanks for having yeah, me on. Yeah, yeah. I- I feel a little better. I've been very depressed because of everything that's been going on. So I just need like-minded people to break things down with. <laughs> hey man, I, no matter what, no matter what happens, there's always us out there who are going to be there for each other. Be yeah. there for, you know, the worst shit goes down. Hey, we got bad times coming up, but no matter what, when you look around in those worst times, a lot of the time it brings out the best in people. So hopefully we got these troubles coming up. Hopefully it's going to bring the best, best of us out and, you know, we'll, we'll unite and show a solid front and face this fucking bullshit together. You know? Solidarity forever. Solidarity forever. Solidarity forever.